from Wall Street to the White House, this is The Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. We're going to bring in my pal John Carney, Breitbart News Editor for Economics and Finance and co-author of the Breitbart Business Digest. Talking about you last night on the show, John, with uh, Alex Marlowe. I heard, Larry. Thank you. You guys were both so kind. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's our pleasure. So uh, I guess we should talk jobs, but I kind of like this one. Fact check. Biden falsely claims Americans are better off than they know it. And by the way, you were way too lenient with him because um, <laughs> the inflation. And I mean, I know officially the pandemic wasn't over, but it, 2021, it was basically over. And the economy. Yes. Snapped. I mean, come on. Actually, it was right. over. When I, when I went to look when they officially declared the um, yeah uh, the, the, the pandemic over, it, it, and, they, and it was March 2023, so just a couple. But you know that's obviously <laughs> absurd. If I made it to the real end, which would have been March 2021, uh, we, you know the numbers would be far worse for Biden. So what I tried to do in the piece is show that even under the most generous interpretation, Biden's just out of his mind to say that people are better off. And, you know, the, the, the even more bizarre, surreal part about his claim that he made just yesterday was people are better off and they know it. Mm. Because those are both both sides of that are testable. People aren't better off, as I showed, you know, because inflation's too high. If you, you know, anything you do, Real wages, disposable income, misery index, it's all worse off. Um, And then if you look at the polls that show, do people know it? As he said, no. People feel like the economy is terrible because it is. And so it's a very strange thing. And it actually makes you wonder, who's talking to him? Who's telling him this stuff? He didn't make it up. Somebody had, you know, that was a prepared line. Somebody Mm -hmm. was, you know, has coached him up on that. I don't know. You know, I asked Alex Marlowe, the Breitbart editor-in-chief, why is it that this guy lies so much? He is incapable of telling the truth about the economy and other things. You know what he said yesterday? He said we're having a budget surplus. He actually <laughs> said that. we're having. I mean, he'd get his line about, he put his line in about the deficit came down $1.7 trillion. That's another lie. It's going to be over $2 trillion this year. But then he went and said we're going to have a surplus. And we're going to have a surplus because all these rogue law-breaking corporations are finally paying their fair share. What is he talking about? Yeah, this is a very bizarre thing. I mean, one of the things that happened last year is we did lose a lot of uh, tax revenue from capital gains taxes because the stock market did so bad. It's doing better this year. Um, Particularly the NASDAQ has had a tremendous year. Um, and so, you know, there will be capital gains. They'll take in some extra money. But it has nothing to do with, as you, you know, the rogue, you know, uh, companies paying their taxes. But that's, you know, again, a, a, a lie. And as Alex pointed out, and as he points out in his book, Breaking Biden, uh, he gets away with this li- these lies all the time. The media just does not call him out on it. And I think that actually encourages it. When you, you know... You, it's almost like a little kid, like a little kid tells a lie to test to see whether the, he'll get caught. And if he doesn't, he tells more lies. Mm. Biden's like that, but he's the little kid who never grew up. He's a 76-year-old mm. guy telling these lies all the time. Well, 
My, you know, when uh, we talked about this uh, on the show with Alex Marlowe, you know, um, he, I've, look, I've worked for two presidents. I've been in and out of politics a long time. I understand embellishments, John. I understand, you know, what I would call little white lies. Um, You know, presidents are entitled to brag because they're president. But this guy is a total truth reversal. I mean, just one thing after another. It includes his personal life, uh, not just his political life, and not just his uh, term as his tenure as as president. I mean, he just can't get what, the worst lie was. I inherited a reeling economy <laughs> with high inflation, and when you go back and look at the numbers, what he inherited in the first quarter was a 6.5% growth rate with 1.5% inflation. And, you know, and that was a, con- a continuation of the lie he had been telling all through the campaign that Donald Trump's, as he said, called it, you know, mismanagement or bungling of mm-hmm. the COVID response had hurt the U.S. economy, when in fact the U.S. economy was doing far better than our European uh, allies were doing. So, you know, it was a lie to begin with. Then he had to carry on the lie to say that the economy was wrecked when he took office. And so it's, you know, it's one lie leading to another. And frankly, I actually think at this point it may have helped him in the past. It probably lying that much and the media not calling him out on it probably helped him get elected. It's actually hurting him now because I think a lot of Americans see a guy who's supposed to be the leader of the country who doesn't seem to get what's going on in the economy, who's telling them that things are great and that they know it when mm-hmm. they know the opposite. And I think it's actually making him seem out of touch rather than doing him any political favor. Well, even the Washington Post guy said he was a bottomless Pinocchio. <laughs> I mean, that was whatever that guy's name is. Um, John, I know that on the job number, the the top line jobs, 336,000 was a big number. But I got to tell you, I dug into the household employment number and it really wasn't good. I mean, uh, you've got, let's see, 123,000 more people holding multiple jobs and households only went up 86,000. Full-time employees, John, fell 22,000, and part-timers were the bulk of it. Part-time employees went up 151,000. I mean, I think there's a lot of weakness under the top-line number. I'll tell you, in the establishment survey, and I haven't gone into this yet in a piece, but I will, there's also some weakness you can detect in the establishment survey. A lot of the jobs are government jobs. Yes. A lot of them are, yes. are a lot of them were leisure and hospitality, which tend to be low paying. And a lot of them are social services and hospital jobs. Mm-hmm. Again, not really engines of growth for the economy and for you know examples of an innovating and expanding economy. So I think that's troubling. On the other hand, I do think that like I try not to pick and choose. I think mm. I do think that the establishment survey is slightly more reliable than the household survey. It's bigger than the household survey. Uh, the other thing is I think the household survey, and this um, may actually be 
missing some of the employment gains, and this isn't great, but that are going to all of the people who have crossed the border and are getting work permits from the Mm -hmm. Biden administration. Mm -hmm. I think that that is actually one of the quieter secret feeds into, you know, because you, when you see 336, you know, people joining payrolls, when the unemployment rate's already 3.8%, you have to wonder where are those people coming from? Hmm. And at least some of them, about from what I can tell, maybe a million over the last year, uh, are foreign, are an additional group of foreign born people joining payrolls. That's not great because it doesn't, it means that, you know, uh, that what looks like job growth for Americans is actually going to hmm. people who have crossed the border. But I, I do think uh, – and those people don't show up, by the way, in the household surveys because they, you know, the, the Department of Labor doesn't have a way of getting in touch with them right now. So well, they'll they show do, up in the establishment surveys, though. They, they do have cell phones, John, because they, they, yeah, right. they use the app to get into the country. <laughs> I, they've been handed new cell phones and new numbers, burner phones, by the Biden administration. <laughs> it's incredible. Now, those would be, I would guess – uh, low-wage jobs. Yes, those are low-wage jobs. But what's interesting, so I, li- you know, you live and I live very near New York City. I was uh, talking with a cab driver the other day who was himself an immigrant from Africa, hmm. and he was very upset with all of these people being let into the country. Uh, he actually said to me, he's like, those guys there, and he pointed as we were driving past a hotel that just had dozens, scores of people sitting outside who had been put up by the New York City government into this hotel. He said, those are the people that I left my country to get away from. And he asked me, why are you letting them in? I I told him, I was like, look, I, you know, I did my best. I, you know, it's not my decision. Mm. Uh, John, this is the last one. uh, The CPI come out this coming week. Yes, it will be ultra important because after the strong jobs number, people will be looking for that to decide what is the Fed going to do. And is there a sneak peek from the Cleveland Fed? Yes. So the, it, it doesn't have a very, you know, it's not expected to go up a lot. And mm-hmm. this is something I've been saying that we can see, uh, which is we're not like inflation isn't going to spike back up to 9% unless there's some huge, you know, supply chain mm-hmm. uh problem. But what is going to happen is that we are going to get uh, inflation sort of stagnating. So the Cleveland Fed CPI sees September coming in at 3.69, core at 4.17. So that is actually, you know, means no progress is being made. And that's why I think if the Fed sees numbers like that, unless it comes in much weaker, I think if the Fed sees numbers like that, it is going to have to rethink the idea that it can keep you know, rates at where they are, yeah. and they're going to have to keep going up. Yeah, 3 to 4% inflation. Anyway, John Carney, Breitbart, we appreciate it very, very much, John.